got M's in the bank like yes indeed. What up everybody, you're now tuned into the true definition of a sports fanatic podcast. I'm your host Brendan Lampley, recording on this Wednesday evening. It's the eve before the NFL draft. This podcast is mostly going to be about the NFL draft. So I'm going to talk a little bit of NBA, um, talk about the playoffs and my main my main man, Dame Dollar Lillard, killing my Oklahoma City Thunder. I, after the first game, I kind of knew what was coming, but I still don't want to accept it. And uh, Russell Westbrook just, I don't like when people call him that, but he was Russell Westbrook. It is what it is. But we'll definitely get into the draft and we'll break it down. I'm going to go team by team of the first round and talk about where I think guys will go, where I might see a trade. I'll talk about my favorite prospects, talk about my not-so-favorite prospects. So let's get right into it. We're going to jump right into the NBA. And these playoffs have been been kind of meh. I mean, what you so far, you've had two sweeps. Uh, two uh, gentlemen sweeps, four and ones, um, well, three four and ones, and then uh, Denver and San Antonio are three two right now. Denver jumped all over the Spurs the other night, and Golden State against the Clippers that's three one, but we already know the result to that. Then there's Houston and Utah, and it could be something there. I mean, I don't think this series is over. I think Utah can get another game, but I think the Rockets will come out on top eventually. But my shock right now is Portland over Oklahoma City and just how easy they made it look at times, man. They made, you know, probably the best defensive player in the league, uh, basically a candidate for defensive player of the year uh, and MVP candidate in Paul George and uh, former MVP Russell Westbrook. I mean, just made him look inept, especially Westbrook. Westbrook struggled in this series. Uh, personally, I think it's time for Billy Donovan to go. It's time for him to go. He's had enough time. I mean, granted, this isn't a great team. It's a good team. You have two superstars. But I think it's time to go. I think it's time to go in another direction. Now, you got some money tied up. You got money tied up in Adams. You got money tied up in Paul George. Money tied up in Westbrook. And now you were missing Roberson during the series. You get him back next year. But I think it's time to hire a new coach. Now, the Spurs and Denver – I think it's going seven games. Yeah, Denver Nuggets and San Antonio Spurs is going seven games. Spurs should tie up, tie it up three three in the next in game game six, and they should go to game seven. And I think San Antonio in a game seven will topple Denver. Now I'm definitely looking forward to this Milwaukee and Boston series because Milwaukee just walked through Detroit, hot knife through butter. And Giannis, man, oh, my goodness, the Greek freak. I mean, I talked about Giannis before. We're talking about a seven-footer with a ridiculous wingspan. Dude jump out. Dude take two steps, and he's pretty much at the rack. It's, it's amazing. Now, Boston and Indiana. Indiana gave at least two games away. I was sitting watching them play, and people were like, well, you want you cheering for Indiana? You want Indiana to win? It's like, I'm not an Indiana fan, but but man, you, y'all just giving the game away. Now, Philly and Brooklyn, all it, you know, it was going to be a matter of time. I knew knew that Philly would pull that one out. 
and they pulled it out fairly easily. Uh, Brooklyn put up a good little bit of fight in the first two games, but after that, I mean, it was over. Uh, Toronto and Orlando. Orlando had a chance to win when they went back to Orlando, and they gave the game away once again. I, I could not believe it. They let Siakam go off. I think Siakam went for like 30 or 40 points. Um, a guy who's a candidate for a most approved player. But, man, you can't let that dude go off 30 or 40 points. I would expect Kawhi Leonard to do that, but not Siakam. But 76ers versus Toronto, that is going to be a series. I cannot wait to see that. Now, Jimmy Butler is going to be instrumental if the 76ers want to topple Toronto. Because I don't think Toronto uh, has lost to Philly all year. And they haven't played each other since February 5th. And that was before they traded for Tobias Harris and uh, uh, Marc Gasol. But I, I tell you, I'm taking Toronto in this series all day long. I think it's probably going to be a six or seven game series. But I think Toronto will pull it out. Uh, Milwaukee and Boston. A lot of people picking Boston. I mean, I understand you got... A bunch of great players. I mean, the guys, they're deep. Probably one of the deepest teams in the entire NBA. But when it comes down to crunch time, there's Kyrie and then there's Giannis. And, of course, I'm going with Kyrie in crunch time over Giannis. But I give the Bucks a huge chance to win this series. It's, I think it's going seven games. And I think, I honestly, I think Milwaukee is going to pull this out, and they're going to shock them. I think so. Now, Boston might be the biggest threat to Golden State, so if Boston can get past Milwaukee. Them versus Golden State will be a hell of a series, but I'm taking Milwaukee in seven games. Now, of course, Portland has already won, and they're waiting for the winners of Denver and the San Antonio so we'll see. I mean, either one, I don't think neither one of them could beat Portland at this point, San Antonio or Denver. I think they're going to go to the conference finals to face the Golden State Warriors. And they're going to give them a series, but they won't beat them. I've said this plenty of times before. It's a race for second place. Golden State is going to win another championship. Oh, man, I cannot forget about Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard gave the Oklahoma City Thunder straight buckets for five straight games. He's leading all scorers in the playoffs right now. And he, what, 50 points in that game, game five, and he hit the game winner over the defensive player of the year and Paul George, or defensive player of the year candidate and Paul George. It just walked up, it just shot it right in his face. 37 feet out. Swish. Ab just freaking ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, Damien doesn't get the pub that a lot of other basketball players get. He's not considered, you know, one of the top players, you know, top 10 players in the league for whatever reason. But dude is good. I mean, as far as just a natural shot, he's behind Steph Curry. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, just pure, just like it comes out of his hand. It's like butter. And, you know, Portland, I think Portland is not a huge market. 
So, you know, I really don't see a whole lot of Portland games, especially down here um, in the south in Florida. But, you know, Damon Lillard is that dude. Now, as great as this was for Portland and Damian Lillard, this is a bad look for Russell Westbrook. Oklahoma City has not won a road playoff game since Kevin Durant left in 2016. That's awful. That's absolutely awful. Somebody has to be held accountable. I told you, I think the coach should go. But Westbrook, his legacy now has taken a hit. And we all knew what type of player he was. He's like the Energizer Bunny. He's giving it a thousand percent every single night, game in and game out. So after an 82-game schedule, by the time the playoffs rolled around, dude is spent. He's exhausted. Yeah, I think he, he needs to learn how to pace himself. That's why you got to love LeBron James. LeBron and his team figured it out. LeBron has to had to pace himself the older he's gotten. Like last year's playoffs was one of the greatest playoff runs by an NBA player ever. I don't care what you say. Yeah, they got swept in the finals, but the fact that they were even there to begin with was a feat in itself. And it was a study shown where LeBron James walked more than he had ever walked in his career on the court. Instead of where you usually run, he walked. And it took mileage off his body. So when the playoffs rolled around last year, dude looked as fresh as a daisy. And he was giving dudes straight buckets. So I think Russell Westbrook needs to take a chapter out of that book, man. Figure it out. And, I mean, they don't have much wiggle room to rework this team. I mean, you really stuck with Westbrook and Paul George. And um, Steven Adams, of course. But, dude, you got to figure out something. Now, let's switch gears. We're going to talk about the 2019 NFL Draft. Draft kicks off tomorrow, Thursday, April 25th at 8 o'clock. I'm so excited. Haven't been this excited for a draft probably in probably about the last two years or so. Um, quite excited. I know last year Jaguars picked at 29, and I wanted them to pick Lamar Jackson. I felt like Lamar would come in, and he'd be able to lead us, and he proved it. He proved it in Baltimore. I mean, hindsight is 2020, of course, but taking Taven Bryan from Florida, dude had one sack last year. Now, I'm not going to crap on Taven because who knows what Taven is going to turn out to be. But Lamar, Lamar was at, at a more important position and they should have taken Lamar. And we wouldn't be in where we, where we are now. And you wouldn't have to pay Nick Foles so much money. Oh, my God. They just backed up the Brinks truck and paid Nick Foles. And, hey, this works out. Nick plays. I'm his biggest cheerleader right now. He has to prove it to me, but I'm his biggest cheerleader. But if you take Lamar, you got a inexpensive quarterback under a rookie contract. You're paying him $4 million a year or $4 million or less a year, and you're able to go out and get other players. You were able to go get high-priced free agents. If you have Lamar and you didn't pay Nick Foles that money, you might be able to trade for an Antonio Brown or sign somebody like a Le'Veon Bell or sign C.J. Mosley. But this is the path they chose, and I really hope 
Tom Coughlin knows what he's doing. Because right now, I'm out on Tom Coughlin. I'm done. I'm out on him. He's the living embodiment of old man yelling at cloud. How can you antagonize your best player? I just, I don't understand it. You're talking about 100% participation at a voluntary minicamp, OTA? Seriously? And they want to talk about team building and guys want to, got to be there. I heard Dan Orlovsky, a former quarterback, talking about it. I'm like, Orlovsky, okay, I don't care that you want to be there. QBs don't do nothing anyway. It's not like they're doing anything strenuous, especially a backup QB. You might as well be the punter or the kicker. But bottom line is winning and losing is not going to come down to who showed up for voluntary workouts in the offseason. It's not. Let's not play yourself. This is a different generation. All of that do as I say, not as I do, and those idle threats, it's not going to work. These kids are different today. They'll still work hard. You know, they still play ball. But one thing about it, they're going to question everything. And I get it. Tom Coughlin won two Super Bowls in New York with the Giants. So he comes in and he commands a lot. He commands a lot of respect from his players and his coaching staff because he's been there and he's done that. I get that. But me, as a Jaguars fan, I know what Tom has done for the franchise and I know how much he means to this franchise and how he's a part of the history. He's woven into our fabric. But if winning titles is the standard, Tom Coughlin has done nothing for this franchise. As you can see, I needed to get that off my chest. That's been bugging me. But let's get back to this draft and talk about this first round and where I think these guys are going to go tomorrow night. Now, the Cardinals have the first pick, and there's been so much, so much hoopla surrounding this pick, whether they're going to take Nick Bosa or Kyler Murray or trade down. Who knows? But I've seen the report today saying they're emphatically, I guess, almost guaranteeing that they're not taking Kyler Murray. So you know what that means, right? They're taking Kyler Murray. You don't do all of this and not take Kyler Murray. When there's smoke, there's fire. They're taking Kyler Murray. So I say Kyler Murray goes one to the Cardinals. At two, you have San Francisco. And I think Nick Bosa goes to San Francisco. I think that's a good fit. There's not really much more thought to put into it. If I'm San Francisco, I'm turning that card in with no hesitation. The Jets are at three. I'll take Quentin Williams if I'm them. Quentin, if Quentin, Quentin Williams is there, if San Francisco hasn't taken him, I'm taking him. Or if San Francisco has taken Quentin Williams, I'll take Nick Bosa. Either one, I'm happy with. Same thing. Quentin Williams on the board, run that card up there, no hesitation. That's an easy pick. Uh, four with the Raiders. I'm taking Ed Oliver if I'm the Raiders. All day long, I'm taking Ed Oliver. No, I see some board, some uh, his stock has dropped um, a little bit. Looked like he's gonna might tumble down the boards. He might not go in the top five. But yo, if he's there at seven, Jacksonville better take him. I'm gonna have a, I'm have I might burn it down. I might go to TIA Bankfield and burn it down. Okay, I'm not literally gonna do that because I don't want nobody come to my door talking about you was making threats. 
But, dude, you have to take Ed Oliver if he's at your pick. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at five. Linebacker from LSU, Devin White. I think that's a little high for a linebacker, but I don't know. I might, you know what? I'll take Rashawn Gary at five if I'm the Buccaneers. I'm taking Rashawn Gary, defensive man from Michigan. At six with the Giants. Now, at six, the Giants should take Dwayne Haskins. It shouldn't even be a thought. You have to take Dwayne Haskins. You cannot pass on a quarterback of that caliber two years in a row because they passed on Sam Darnold last year. You cannot do it two years in a row. You have to take Dwayne Haskins. And now, you know, whispers coming out of New York is that they're going to get one of these defensive ends at six, and then they'll get their quarterback at 17. And that's just stupid. That's so stupid. Why would you wait till 17 to take the quarterback that you want? If you don't like him at six, you should not like him at 17. If you're not willing to take that quarterback at six, don't even think about him at 17. But it's the Giants. It's David Gettleman. So you have to remember that. I don't think David Gettleman is good. I think David Gettleman is hot garbage. And his time in New York, I think it's going to be very short-lived. But they want a defensive end, so I say they'll take Montez Sweat from Mississippi State. Sweat is a ridiculous athlete. So you want a defensive end in New York, you got him. It's Montez Sweat. Now to my pick at number seven, the Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot of people have been mocking the tackle from Florida, Jawan Taylor, to us. I think that's too high to take a right tackle at seven overall. I just I think it's too high. So for me, I would take TJ Hawkinson, but it's a quarterback still on the board, a quarterback that I like. I'm taking Dwayne Haskins at seven from the Jaguars. Yep, take him at seven. Now, I know the Jaguars are not going to do that, but if I'm the Jaguars, I'm taking Dwayne Haskins at seven. It is what it is. Now, next up, you have the Detroit Lions at number eight. From Detroit Lions, going with Josh Allen, defensive end from Kentucky. Yeah, I'm running that card up there with the quickness. I think Josh Allen is a great talent. Uh, number nine, you have the Bills. From the Bills, I'm taking TJ Hawkinson, tight end from Iowa. Well, I watched some film on TJ recently, and I like TJ Hawkinson. If the Jaguars take him at seven, I'll be incredibly happy with that pick as well. But TJ Hawkinson, I think, is a great tight end. Now, he might be the second best tight end on his own team because I think Noah Fant is going to be ridiculous. So I'll take either one, Noah Fant or TJ Hawkinson. But for the Buffalo Bills at nine, I'm giving them TJ Hawkinson. Now at 10, Denver, uh, who knows? I don't, I don't know what Denver wants to do. I haven't heard much about, you know, who they like except for quarterback Drew Locke. I've heard they like Drew Locke. I've heard some – and Will Greer. I've heard they like Will Greer. So for me, I'm going to take Will Greer at 10 if I'm if – I'm, the Broncos. I'm taking Will Greer. Now at 11 with the Cincinnati Bengals, 
going ahead and get Devin Bush off the board, the linebacker from Michigan. I mean, he fell down the board. Um, he projected to go top 10, but he's right outside the top 10 at 11. I think that's a good spot for him. So going 11th overall to the Bengals, perfect replacement for Vontez Perfect. Now let's move down to number 12 with the Green Bay Packers. And at 12, still got some good players on the board, of course. But I'm taking Noah Fant, uh, the other tight end from Iowa. Dude is a bad boy. I watched some film on him, too. He just silky smooth, man. Silky smooth and fast. Speed. Absolute speed. I think he ran a 4-5-1 at the combine. Dude can fly. And he's a touchdown machine. At 13, you have my brothers from the south, the Miami Dolphins. And I think they're going to take tackle from Florida, Jawan Taylor. I think that's a good spot for Jawan. Now, I didn't like Jawan at seven and he because he's a right tackle. And you take left tackles that high. But Jawan Taylor is great value. Now, he does have some injury concerns and might have a bit of a weight issue. I'm not sure. Um, how much of a weight issue he really has, but it's been talked about. But in a 13-week period, the guy played against, I know, four defensive ends that's going to go in the first round of this draft, and he blanked all of them. What, Brian Burns from Florida State, Rashawn Gary from Michigan, Montez Sweat from uh, Mississippi State, and Josh Allen from Kentucky. So I have to give the man his props. Now, the Atlanta Falcons sit at 14, and that's simple for me. I'm taking the next best defensive tackle on the board for them, and that's Christian Wilkinson from Clemson. And now Clemson, I would say it would seem like they came out of nowhere, but I watched them build up to this point. Clemson has gotten better every year. Dabo has done such an excellent job with that program. And Christian Wilkinson is just going to be – one of the many defensive linemen they've put into the NFL in the last five years. I mean, just go back and look at Clemson NFL players, and they put some guys in the league. Coming in at number 15, you have the Washington Redskins, where it's reported that, it's just rumors, that if Kyler Murray doesn't go number one overall, he starts to fall down the boards. They're going to trade up and try to go get him. And I can see that. But I think they stand pat at 15 because Kyler's going to go number one, and they take Brian Burns, defensive end from Florida State, a guy with, I think, um, amazing potential and upside. He's going to have to put on some weight. I don't think he weighs about 235, 240. And, you know, that NFL program is going to put some weight on him. And so Brian Burns is my pick for 15. Now 16, we've got the Carolina Panthers. Most of them, are, they're mocked to take a tackle. But I am going to give them defensive end. I'm going to go with Cleveland Farrell. It's time for Cleveland to come off the board. Cleveland Farrell defensive end from Clemson. Once again, another Clemson guy. Clemson, they're churning them out. And I think Cleveland will be a good fit in Carolina. Now, at 17, you got the Giants back on the board. And they did not take their quarterback. At six, they wanted that defensive end, so I gave him defensive end. So at 17, you take your quarterback, and I think they're going to take Daniel Jones. 
And Daniel Jones, the quarterback from Duke, is underwhelming. He's Josh Allen 2.0. Josh Allen's for the Buffalo Bills, of course. Dude, he... A 59% career passer, uh, completion percentage in college, it's just, it's, it's not good. And I don't think he's going to be good, but... New York has their man, their successor to Eli Manning, Daniel Jones. Now coming in in 18, you have the Minnesota Vikings, and they need help at guard. I think that's one of their most pressing needs. Uh, they need help at guard. So I'll give them Jonah Williams, guard from Alabama. Jonah's projected to go maybe even top 10 in some mock drafts, but... He'll, he'll do fine at 18, do fine in Minnesota. He'll fit right in, be a road grader for that run game. At 19, you have the Tennessee Titans, who I absolutely hate. Some people have no mock to take a quarterback. I don't see it, but who knows. But I'll give him a defensive tackle out of Mississippi State, Jeffrey Simmons. Now, I talked about Clemson putting guys out in the league. Mississippi State is putting defensive linemen in the league. I mean, you got two going in the top half of this draft already in Montez Sweat and Jeffrey Simmons. So, yeah. And, and then um, the defensive lineman for the, the Chiefs, uh, Chris Jones. I mean, Chris Jones was one of the best defensive linemen in the entire league last year. He came out of Mississippi State. So Mississippi State is churning out the defensive linemen. But – you get defensive linemen from the south. Go get your old linemen from up north. You get your speed from Florida, of course. At 20, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers. And for the Steelers, it's finally time for the first DB to come off the board. Probably my favorite position in all the football outside of running back. They're going to take cornerback Greedy Williams. Now, I honestly think Greedy probably won't be there when they pick at 20. But if he's there, I'm running the card up there. I'm running a 4-2 to the podium to turn that card into Roger Goodell and taking Greedy Williams. At 21, you got the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, people, they need defend, They need another defensive end. They just got rid of um, Frank Clark. Well, not gotten rid of, but traded Frank Clark uh, to the Chiefs. So now uh, I'm not giving them another defensive end. Get another weapon for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. I'm going to take wide receiver from Oklahoma, Marquise Hollywood Brown, who's the little cousin of Antonio Brown. But I think Marquise is going to come in. He's going to light it on fire, especially in that offense with Seattle, and where Russell improvises, runs around. Marquise is going to get open, and he's going to be bombs away. Baltimore Ravens come in at 22. And I think they're taking a receiver. I think they're going to be back-to-back receivers. And I think they're going to go with D.K. Metcalf, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Now, personally, I don't think D.K. Metcalf should go in the first round. I don't. 6'3", 228, runs like a 4'3", It's like 6%, uh, 3%, no, 3% body fat. I heard if if it's under six, supposedly it's not good, and your organs, uh, your body uh, starts to eat away at your organs. Don't know how true that is, but that's just what I heard. Uh, but DK, he wasn't even the best wide receiver on his team in college. 
He's just a physical freak. And dude has hands of stone. His catch rate in college was 59%. It's not good. It's not good at all. But he has potential. He's fast, straight line. <laughs> but when he has to move side to side, dude, it, it's not good. It's not good at all. I think his cone, I think his cone drill, I think he run a 7-1-8 or something crazy like that. I had never seen that ever from a wide receiver, ever. Had never seen that. But I think he's going to go somewhere. Somebody's going to take him in the first round and take a chance on him because he's too big, he's too fast, and he's too strong. And he can get to Baltimore. And, hey, dude, he runs a go route and he's able to get off the jam, you in some trouble. I'm just, just letting you know right now, you in some trouble. Now there's a chance he might drop it. But if you don't, if he beats the jam, you in trouble, baby. Now we got the Houston Texans at 23. For the Texans, I'm going to give them tackle from Washington, Andre Dillard. Now, Dillard was, is projected to go at least top 15. So him going at 23, it's time for him to come off the board. I think he's a really good player. So, yeah, 23 for the Texans for Andre Dillard. The Raiders come back up at 24. And who knows what John Gruden is thinking. But I'll tell you what he should do. Go get a corner. Go get the best corner uh, left on the board right now, and that's Byron Murphy out of Washington. Take Byron Murray, put him in your system. You won't have to deal. I won't have to worry about corner probably for another ten years. And we've got the Eagles at twenty-five. Eagles need a safety. Jonathan Abram from Mississippi State will fit well with the Eagles. He'll fit right into that defense. And this will be a nice bounce-back year for Carson Wentz. I expect the Eagles to make the playoffs and probably win their division. Now, they'll have to battle the Cowboys for it, but I think the Eagles are and can be the better team if Carson Wentz regains his former self. 26, you got the Indianapolis Colts. I would say for them, I would go defensive tackle. And for the Colts, who's left on the board right now, Ooh, another, Clem- another Clemson player. I told you they're putting him out. Defensive, tacker- defensive tackle, Dexter Lawrence. You plug Dexter Lawrence in and for- set it and forget it. Dexter Lawrence is an amazing player. I watch him, Cleveland Farrell, and Christian Wilkinson more times than I really wanted to, and I watched them absolutely wreak havoc on my Alabama offensive line. Couldn't move nothing, man. Now, we should have ran the ball more because Josh Jacobs was killing them early on. But, hey, it is what it is. So, no no sour grapes here. Raiders come back up at 27. It's time to take a tackle, Raiders. They, they let Donald Penn go. So, we're going to take Greg Little from Ole Miss. Another guy, plug and play. He should be ready to go from day one. And he'll protect that, that left side for Derek Carr. At 28, you got the Chargers. And I like the Chargers. The Chargers are an incredibly talented team. But for them, I would say go corner. And you take DeAndre Baker out of Georgia. Then right behind them at 29 is the Seahawks again. And they should go corner. Go ahead and get my man Rock Yassin, one of the best names in the draft, by the way, from Temple. Back-to-back corners at 28 and 29. Both of them plug and play, ready to go. Next up. 
Got Green Bay. And for Green Bay, I'm going to give them a center, but we'll do guard. Yeah, guard Cody Ford. It's time for Cody Ford to come off the board. So Chris Lindstrom, you know, he's tempting right there, but I think Cody Ford. Yeah, another Oklahoma guy. 31, you have the Los Angeles Rams. Called them the St. Louis Rams the other day. The Los Angeles Rams will take center Garrett Bradbury out of North Carolina State. That's easy right there. And, of course, coming in at 32, you have the six-time reigning champs, New England Patriots. I don't like them, but I have to respect them. I have to respect that game. There's always a shock in the draft. Guys who go high or go too low or don't go where they expected to go, and it's just a shock, and everybody's talking about it. At 32, the Patriots are taking Will Greer. I've heard too many rumblings about them liking Will Greer. So I think they're going to take Will Greer, quarterback, and he will sit behind Tom Brady for the next probably two years. I don't think Brady's going to play until he's 45. That's not happening. So the next two years, Will Greer will sit behind Brady and become his successor. Now, there's a few prospects that that can definitely go in the first round. Um, I just didn't include him in this mock draft. But um, right off the top of my head, uh, the running back from Alabama, Josh Jacobs. Now, running backs, you know, the league had been down on running backs and hadn't been taking them high. But Josh Jacobs is one of those talents. I think he might go in the first round easily. And he'll be somewhere probably in the 20s where he might go. Uh, Same with Irv Smith Jr., tight end from Alabama. Irv can easily go between 20 and 32. Wide receiver, Nikhil Harry from Arizona State. Big, strong, physical receiver. Um, Nikhil could easily go in the first round. Uh, A.J. Brown, the other wide receiver from Ole Miss who played alongside D.K. Metcalf, who's probably going in the first round. I think he was a better receiver, so I definitely think A.J. Brown can go in the first round. Uh, Nazir Adderley, I just recently um, found out about Nazir Adderley. He's a safety from Delaware. He's a smaller safety, but dude used to play corner, and he has range, and he's a ball hawk. Dude can move. And last but not least is defensive tackle from Notre Dame, Jerry Tiller. Now, Tiller has all all the measurables for the position, but he's a streaky player. Like He had four sacks against Stanford, but in other games he disappeared. He just has to be more consistent. But somebody could definitely take a chance on him in the first round. Well, that is it for my mock draft. I can't wait for the draft. One thing the NFL knows how to do, they know how to put on the show, and they have a flair for the dramatic. So I don't think anything is going to happen as dramatic as the 2016 NFL draft when a video of one of the prospects smoking weed out of a gas mask made its rounds on social media. And it was offensive tackle out of Ole Miss, Laramie Tunsil. And once that video dropped, Laramie fell down the board. He was he was supposed to go top five, and he was, shouldn't have gotten past the Ravens at six, but the Ravens took Ronnie Stanley instead of Laramie, and he just tumbled down the boards until he went 13 to the Dolphins, and they saved him from falling any further. But, man, I, you talking about dramatic and 
It's craziness. But nowadays on social media, any skeletons you got in the closet, I mean, people are going to dig them up and they're going to find them. But with that video, Laramie Tunsil, it was a personal video that somebody dropped at the right moment and it made its rounds and caused them to fall. And I don't anticipate anything like that happening in this upcoming draft. But if something like that did happen, I would say the player that's most likely that to happen to will probably be Nick Bosa, defensive end out of Ohio State, who's the little brother of Joey Bosa. Because Joey already has been aired out on social media for, you know, a couple of things. Just Google, um, well, Nick Bosa. I'm sorry. Yeah, Nick Bosa. Google Nick Bosa and just, and or if you have Twitter, type in Nick Bosa's name and see all the things that have been attached to his name and him, you know, supposedly liking things with racial slurs, talking down on Beyonce, which is criminal in itself. You don't talk about like, you don't talk about Queen B like that. We will see. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. I got to go. Been your friendly neighborhood podcaster for today. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. But anyway, please like, su- subscribe, and share this with your friends. Um, told you I'm on all social media platforms. I think the only thing I'm not on is Reddit. So. Brandon Lampley, look me up, contact me, message me, let me know what you want to hear. But until next time, enjoy the draft, enjoy these NBA playoffs. Going to enjoy the upcoming weekend and have some fun. I'll see you guys later. Peace.